Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I'm coming at you solo today. Kristen is not with us, because all that really has to happen at the top of this episode is I have to intro you into a remastered episode. We do this from time to time. We haven't done one in a while. If you're not familiar with what we do and why we do it, This show's been going on for a number of years, and in the early days, we didn't know what we were doing, so the production value's not great, the audio levels are kind of all over the place, Uh, it's maybe a little long, so what we like to do from time to time, especially when an artist is worth revisiting, we will go ahead and remaster that thing, I go back in, I cut it down for clarity, I make sure the levels are a little more consistent, and I will also drop in some song clips as needed, try to up the production value across the board. And today, because they are on the ballot again, I thought it was time to revisit our Devo episode from 2018, if you can believe it. This was recorded on October 16th, released October 19th, 2018. It is our Devo episode with our good friend River Butcher, who, if you listen to the show, you might know we do our fantasy draft episodes often with River. But this episode is from 2018, the first time Devo was on the ballot. They have returned to the ballot twice. They're on this year. And since they're on the ballot this year, I thought, why not give another listen? So what I've done is I've cut down this episode, which I think it was over an hour and a half to a pretty tight 30-ish minutes just of Devo talk. And this is also during the era where we would play music and talk over it. So there's a good amount of that when you might be used to just us dropping in clips uh, and hearing the music. So you've got that going. And, uh, you know, I've uh, done my best to make it a, a fun walk down memory lane. So enjoy this remastered edition of the River Butcher Devo episode from 2018. Devo. Devo. The band Devo, a band that has uh, connections to Akron, Mm -hmm. uh, and specifically Kent, because they formed uh, at at Kent Kent State. State. Yeah. I mean, when people think of Kent State, they think of the shooting. Yep. And Devo has said... People they were, our age. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Devo has said on the record, I mean, because they were there. Yep. Uh, oh, they were at the school yes. when it yeah, happened? So was, Wait, yeah. hold so up. So was Chrissy Hind. So was Chrissy Hind. 
Oh my gosh! And they she was they there. These are when it happened. I mean, Chrissy Hind outside. I genuinely, I love her. Have so you all much. covered the pretenders at all? We haven't because they've uh, they've been in. in. Right. They're, they're in. immediately. They got, in. they got in immediately. Glance across the pretenders real quick after I, we get yeah, more into. Yeah, I sure. love the pretenders. Uh, yeah, we, we've just brought up that we love the pretenders, and they're yeah. an artist that we consider we call an FYE because the first year eligible, they got in immediately. Yeah, I mean, you're cool. gonna have that with those kinds of riffs. I mean, it's just what they're yeah. what she's undeniable. Yeah. If Undeniable. you will. Yeah, it really is. Uh, a great but song Devo writing. has pointed to the Kent State shooting as kind of the impetus for creating their band. Wait, really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, be- <laughs> I mean, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, and then sometimes. So here's the thing. Uh, we'll begin with what do I know about Devo? Oh, okay. Very little. Here's the things mm-hmm. I know about Devo. I know Whip It. I know the hats. I know that Mark Mothersbaugh is in is in it. He is, and I know that he's he did all the. I know he did all the Rugrats music uh-huh. too. Yeah. I've heard Devo songs, but that's really it. Okay. I own no none known of their music. When we've talked about them in the past, I've said that I think one of the biggest blocks for them kind of being considered for the hall is that I think that many people consider them a novelty band yep. because mm-hmm. of the that, hats. Because of the hats. <laughs> Because of the hats. Yeah, the yeah. hats and when a, a band... And the kind of Buddy Holly glasses and the like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole thing. No, I know what you mean. It's it's almost indescribable. It's, it's a pretense. <laughs> and it's not, they don't have pretense. They yeah. don't have it. It's just that when that thing exists within the context of everything else, you're like, what the hell is this? But if you actually just like listen... Because like I was just talking about Whip It today because I was getting ready for this. Like <laughs> I, I was like, if I... When, when, not if, when I run for public office, uh-huh. That will be my campaign song because yes. Whip It is it's about, a campaign song. It's about, it's about Jimmy about, Carter. Yeah, it, it's about oh, it's like, about whipping votes. Well, it's, it's a, not exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'm like very into politics. No, wait, it's not about whipping votes. No, no, well, no, no. Oh. It's it's about like uh, Bob Cassell wrote it as like a satire of go go Handling, forward. Yeah, move ahead. It's not too late. You when know, a problem all, comes along, yeah. you must whip it. Like yeah. almost as this jokey like political phrase. Yeah, yeah, and it was about at the time. Jimmy Carter's policies or maybe his missteps and like so, yeah. the the disconnect between what was actually happening like they're like let down essentially of what Jimmy Carter could do or they, what they wanted him to do uh-huh. and the promise of Jimmy happen- Carter exactly, versus yes, what happened exactly versus yeah. what happened and they're sort of like disillusion with politics at the time you say joke which is what I think people think they are a joke but that's not what it is they're extremely the, in on it they're extremely in on it like they know what they're doing like they're art students mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Art students at Kent State University who watched the government murder their friends. So they were just like, how can I respond to this? Mm-hmm. And it's like not ironic detachment. It's being very bathed in the satire that you were creating in that it comes out of you almost like you can't stop it. And I know that to be true because I've gone through the Akron Art Museum, did an entire floor of Mark Mothersbaugh's art. There was so much it was in stacks. And that's just wow. what they had. Right. Yeah, so I can't imagine. To. And like, was all of it transcendent? No. But the amount, the output of art and creation and making things was. Wow. He and those guys were just like, we have this going on. We are thinking about this on such a level that 
it has to be this ridiculous mm-hmm. because if it wasn't, no one would take us seriously, and they still don't. Yeah. But they still they listen. They wouldn't and be it able to a break through if they had. Yeah. If you any '80s mix, any like this is the '80s has yeah. that song has on it. it. On yeah. yeah, and no, not that many people know what it actually is. But you're thinking about it. And when you when we talk about pretense and, and pretension, Devo considers themselves, or they did at, at their peak. Not necessarily a band, but an art collective. Exactly. They uh, weren't just about... They are not men. (laughs) Q. (laughs) Are we we not not men? men? Uh, We are Devo. We are Devo. I have my mom's copy of that, too, with the poster still in it. Incredible. Yeah. They were not exclusively focused on music. It was everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was always a visual component, and that's why we have these stark images of them. Well, I mean, that's kind of the beginning, too. I mean, not the beginning, but that's very emblematic of that kind of, like, new wave, where it was like... But not really, uh, because they're not new wave at all. But, I mean, they're in that... I've put them near that. They're considered... No, I know you do. The the peak of the album Freedom of Choice came out at a time when punk was kind of over, and the way to categorize these bands that maybe were even kind of disparate, but they were happening at the same time, was new wave. Especially when they have have like visual components to them I think, right. or like which is you a know, hallmark like the post-punk style, like yeah. Yeah. visual components but when i think of new wave now i think of bauhaus and like human league and stuff which was a visual right. flock of seagulls style sure. as opposed to like devo is not like this is our style they're like this is us this is mm-hmm. we're telling you something with all of this you know whereas new wave for me was like it's stylized which is i like about it i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not but uh, you don't think that devo is stylized well, not no. in, a, in the specific new wave style not in the not in the not specific in the, in the not duran in duran vein of right what or we flock of seagulls or whatever to be but that i feel like that's like the commodity of it in a way yeah do you know well, what i mean sure. like that, I, I guess that's why like, i'm delineating it mm-hmm. because i i think that devo is some is a band that cannot be commodified even though they were and like <laughs> right. what, what they're uh-huh. doing i think is i don't want to create like some sort of higher like one's better than the other but i just i have an appreciation for what devo was doing retrospectively because i think they were operating on such a high level of intellect and artistic intellect that like to lump them into new wave is to do them a major disservice do you think then to me it feels like then you think that new wave is like a is a, no, um, a denigrating term in a way well i just think to that band because they're so hard to understand and comprehend and they're also not a band that like on a saturday when you're cleaning your house you're gonna throw on are we not men you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's just not it's stuff that you have to very deliberately listen to whereas new wave i might just throw that on and listen to it you know, and i'm not mm-hmm. denigrating it uh-huh I, well, I, I just mean, mean, I just, right. I also to, to maybe don't Devo. have like a specific. I think I have a very expansive view of New yes. Wave. I think oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. include a lot. Which and would sometimes them. it's and I'm, just I'm, yeah. the time period. Yes, yeah, exactly. more than anything. More and than, I think it's a. Region I mean, I think too. like the Talking mm-hmm. Heads went from like post punk, and then yeah. they kind of had some New Waves. To I mean, to me, yes. I mean, Devo and Talking Heads. That's I'm put, that's I'm are, put like, them in the those same are my. They're making art. They're not making. The Talking Heads are like right, and, my favorite band, and, and they I are, consider them. They are considered the, to be new wave, and yeah, so is right. like the, the B52s vein. are considered yes, to be exactly. Yeah. And that's right. what I mean by like these bands that have art, like what they're doing is also visual. Like it's auditory, it's visual, it's art, it's. Mm-hmm on a different level and it's strange it's weird yes, totally it's 
queer if you will yeah. like you know yeah. yes, like sure. no. and and i think that that's one of the coolest parts about those types of music it's cool that people had to look at it you know what yeah, i mean right. yeah it's good and important that people had to see it and if we want something definitive on the rock hall's website for the nominee bio Ooh. the very first the kind of header it says Devo, new wave pioneers of sound and vision. Yo. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> you know what? You guys can both be right. <laughs> yeah, we totally can. <laughs> I like that they're wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also think they're new wave. So like right, to say yeah. all this shit, I'm like, yeah, of and course. Be like, yeah, but yes, absolutely they are. They are but uh, also like not at all. But And, and part, yeah. part of like what's interesting about kind of right place, right time for Devo is because they were so visual and so concerned with the visuals, they were more or less making music videos before MTV. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like right at the time when MTV needed music videos, they were like, oh, we've been making these already <laughs> yeah. for ostensibly art installations and yeah. like our live shows and and because we just make every type of art, we have these music videos and they are artistically done. Whereas most of the music videos in the early days of MTV was like Rod Stewart lying on a couch <laughs> or like fake, yeah. fake concert footage from yeah, R.S.V. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so they were able to provide this weird oh disorienting. Gosh, the fake concert footage. I That's like an element I have that, that was a forgotten. Time. That, that was, was real what time. some bands, that's all they would do. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they had such a chip on their shoulder and a lot of it came from this like macho, like I'm not putting on makeup right. kind of thing where like, well, yeah. we'll just, what, what do we play songs? We'll pretend to play And then a, song. a couple of years later, they're like, I'm putting makeup on yeah. right yeah. now. I am not selling records, so I better put on some makeup. Yeah. So the only criteria for getting into the rock hall is that it has to be 25 years after your first released recording. How long has Devo been eligible? Devo was eligible in 2003. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and this is their first nom? So, yeah, this is their first nom. So there's been 15 really? years of, of 2003, snubbery. 25 years after your first release? release recording? I think, I want to say maybe the Mongoloid they... single Weird. was 77. <laughs> That's pretty much the only criteria, though, which is frustrating because yep. you see bands get inducted, you see bands not get inducted, and there's no real idea or criteria listed for why. So what I've done, just <laughs> kind of assessing the artists that have been inducted, I've put together a list of criteria that I think if you do well in enough of these categories, I think you will be inducted. And also, I mean, a, a category that we, we never bring up, but like if you've been nominated, like if you're nominated this year, yeah, you have a better shot than... Uh, Someone who's not. <laughs> so let's go through these categories and we'll kind of assess Devo's uh, merits. So first up is critical acclaim, which like if you want a critic's darling, you kind of can't do better than Devo. They're an artist that when it they're, comes down to... They're cool to people. Yes? They're, like, they're cool to, 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 critics, to critics in particular yeah, to critics. because I think critics probably see themselves in these guys who these, are like, nerdy. Because if, if you're looking at the, what the traditional quote or, or sort of established music critic is like a white nerdy guy with glasses, <laughs> with glasses yeah. and like ba basically Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so like, like literate because yeah. you know Devo is an extremely literate band. Yeah, and you know, you look at them versus like let's say Van Halen, right? You know, yeah. yeah. Who's is having... Van Halen in the rock hall? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, got in right sure. away. Sure. Right away. Is Duran Duran? They're not. Do you think they ever will mm -hmm. be? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. I mean, they made a lot of really great music, mm -hmm. but they literally just did it to get girls. Yeah. Which is like, like most a Bon Jovi this, but in a way. I don't know. It just is kind of. I, I, I just like let Devo get in before mm -hmm. Duran Duran is all I'm saying. Sure. I mean, that's all. There's yeah, a lot. And that's fair. I <laughs> 
It's literally fair. Because <laughs> I'm not saying Devo didn't do this to get yeah. girls, but they had like a way bigger plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they were looking for different types of girls. So they weren't uh, as worried about their hair. Let's say that. Right. It was no, like, they, that's why they put those hats on. They, exactly. they were covering the hair yeah. or they were putting on fake hair as yeah, they did right. in Do Now for the Future. Yeah, exactly. So next category is classic albums. We've talked about Q, Are We Not yep. Men, A, We Are Devo is... An extremely classic album, always, <laughs> yes. always in the conversation of like yep. greatest albums of all time. And then I would also throw Freedom of Choice in there as well. Yeah, not certainly at the tier of Are We Not Men, but like definitely in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So they've got two to their name. The other, I don't think, in terms of albums, are really considered classics. But having one big one and a then, huge one, and then like a JV, uh, absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you've got a Jordan and a Pippin. Yeah, right. so you're doing okay. I, a lot of people, I think, consider them to be like a one hit wonder because Whip It was so huge yeah. and the rest wasn't. But that was just like hits. But in the rock world, those are two highly influential records. Yes, absolutely. So, and then kind of in, in the same vein, the next category is iconic songs. And then we have like a subcategory for recognizable. I think... Ooh, yeah, I'm interested. Will you play some Yeah, for sure. So ones? I think in terms of iconic songs, like Whip It to some people is annoying <laughs> because of it being overplayed, uh, is certainly iconic and definitely recognizable. But then I think with the... The key is to go beyond Whip It, you know, because that's yeah. what that's what everybody knows, right? But I think once you get beyond Whip It, then you start to... There are some songs that you've heard, I bet, that you don't realize Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm very intrigued and interested because I bet I will know more than I think I do. I agree. I um, think you will. I think an iconic diva song is a song called Uncontrollable Urge, which it goes a little something. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. I do know this song. Right. This is a song uh, that John Lennon liked a lot. There's a story where they were playing this song uh, early on, late 70s, and they didn't know John Lennon was in the audience, but they saw him kind of afterwards. (laughs) And they were sitting in their van, and John Lennon came up, and he just started singing the part that's about to come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he just like kept singing it because yeah. it is an earworm. It's so great. Yeah. And also to think, because we were talking about the Beatles, it is such a Beatles beginning. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand or something. Yeah. But Devo, right. Devo-fied. Devo-fied. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. It's been in so many skate I was just going to say that's been in so many things. Yeah. Oh, did you say state videos? Skate. skate. Oh, skate like skateboarding videos. videos. Yeah. It also sounds like something that the state, the state would have used for sure. Have used. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. But also, I mean, Devo has riff? also been cool for the most part with letting kind of any of their songs be in commercials because yes. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like to get to like sneak through these like crazy messages that they right. have into commercials about Swiffer Sweepers right. or nachos or whatever, you yeah. know? It's like the perfect closing of that loop oh you want to buy this thing that's me talking about how buying this thing is the dumbest thing you could do great sounds good <laughs> i'll cash that check i think another i don't know i hesitate to call it recognizable i think it's iconic because of what it did mm-hmm. and we were talking about taking the beatles and those tropes and divifying them yep. the, the biggest example of this is and i'm going to play this not telling Kristen what it great. is great okay I feel like you may have heard it because, like, it's a, it is a popular song, especially among I hesitate to say artists, but like it sounds like the Talking Heads to me, like mm-hmm. so yeah. much, yeah. yeah. So this is off the Are We Not Men that album. Bass. This is track two yeah. after Uncontrollable Urge. Oh whoa! Yeah. But 
Yep. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Wait, but. Wait, wait. Wait, but. Wait, but. I think this song kicks ass. It kicks ass. These drums are like, this is such a. But they're just, this is a cover, yes. Well, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, oh, it's a cover. Yeah, no, I knew it was Satisfaction from the beginning, but uh-huh. I was like, you're not going to like, like turn on me. This is like when I found out that Take Me to the River was a cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but like, this is a cover of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, obviously. Hugh. Yeah, but it's such a. I was like, because like, that's like a very iconic story of how they wrote Satisfaction. And I was like, this isn't going to be one of those things where suddenly I didn't know that the Rolling Stones were Devo. The Rolling Stones were covering Devo in some weird time warp. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Good. Right. Yeah, I did know that, and I have heard that song. I have heard that cover before. Okay. But now yeah, yeah. I was like, is there going to be some no, weird no, no. twist? But such a bold move, especially at that time, oh, yeah. to c- take, you know... To touch that? Even. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. To take the like maybe the most famous classic rock and roll song and just completely tear it apart mm-hmm. and make something new out of it. It's like when Ashanti used that same sample that Biggie had used. Mm. Um, it's a lot like it's that. It's exactly like that. It really is, actually. And thing. this that's for one person out there listening to this. There's <laughs> one person who knows what I'm talking about. But See my days are cold without you, but I'm Another cool little fact is Devo played this on Saturday Night Live a week after the Rolling Stones had been on. <laughs> Dang. Which I think is a really, really cool. That's a power move. people would say. That's a real power move, and I That's like it. That's amazing and great. You might know this one just because it has the, it has kind of the refrain uh, that comes to the, define Devo. And it, I mean, it's it's the name of the album, but this song is called Jocko Homo. I have heard this song before. Yeah, and it's just kind of them. I mean, there's stories of them playing this song for like 25 minutes, maybe longer, until like the people had to literally, the people at the venue literally had to come up and pull out the cords and the plugs and be like, stop, you're done. Because they, for them, sometimes it was just about almost in like an Andy Kaufman way. like yeah. Seeing reaction. how long they could. Right. And testing people's patience. Yeah. We are Devo. And you can imagine them just, I mean, they would just repeat it. Over and over. I don't like it. It's challenging you to like it. And you're not throwing this on while you're just like hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, that's like doing chores. That's not a bop. I'm going to say it. It Uh, is a mood, but it is not a bop. I mean, they've got a bop that I like. I would honestly put that song on to do yeah, stuff I mean, just because I, I love it. I, I and would I'm too, but I just it. mean generally. Yes. Yes. I mean, the only the thing I population. could think of doing to that song is like, I don't know. Leaving. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> <Exiting>. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, you could build a robot to that song, maybe. I feel like you it, could. It, it, it takes a could, factory, an assembly could, line. Yeah, you could assemble a thing. You could disassemble a toaster to that song. You could assemble a robot. This I like. Yeah. This makes me feel good. This has an unfortunate name. Yeah, it does. Oh, no. But, you know, does, uh, is it, time, time is a funny thing. Right. Time, is, it, is it N-word, F-word? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, you, you, I, I'm not about to bend over backwards to try and uh, contextualize it in a way where Devo was aware of the... It's not called Mongoloid. Oh, boy. But, like, you know, they, they were so smart, and I, it, it certainly was satirical, but also it's just like, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that doesn't yeah. fly anywhere. Right. Yeah.
Hey, it's me, Joe, from the future, or I guess the present. Anyway, uh, it's not 2018 anymore, and I'm talking to you now, and I hope you're enjoying our remastered edition of the Devo episode we did in 2018 with River Butcher. Uh, we're going to go to a break, and then when we come back, you're going to be in the middle of just some random Devo talk, so don't get scared. Embrace it. Love it. And we'll be right back. Like, Devo, I have been thinking about that. I'm not, like, a musician or anything, but I've been trying to play guitar to, like, have another thing to do to make me feel good. And, like, I would love to do covers of their songs as, like, country songs. Because, like, this is, like, already... It could slow this thing down. It's a country song. This is, like, a surf song right now. Yeah, so... This might sound familiar. This is a heavily featured in The Life Aquatic. I, I mean, it sounds very much like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a gut feeling. And then when we get to uh, Freedom of Choice, uh, has like, like Whip It, there's a lot of songs on that album that has uh, a more commercial feel to it. I just want to point out, uh, we talked about, you know, they took the... I can't get any satisfaction and, and kind of tore it apart. And then, yeah, 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 is very Beatles. One thing that you may or may not have noticed, the riff from Whip It is Oh Pretty Woman. You might know this song. Yes. Girl You Want. This is my yes. favorite Devo song. This song this maybe my kicks favorite as well. ass. That, this, this song, kicks off freedom the of choice. drums, and yeah. This song is great. And I'd say the other recognizable... And this is like that kind of like great... This is like new wave to me. This is like post-punk yeah, new wave. There. This it, is like... For sure fits in there. <laughs> this is the I guess t- it's type the of music rest that of I like. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. then when you take pieces of Devo out, yes. But then when you look at the whole thing, you're like, oh, this is kind of bigger than new wave. I guess that's I mean, it's I mean. like art rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's... Art rock. Yes, for cool. sure. Yeah, yeah. Is, is part of that movement. And then th- this is probably the yes. other most recognizable. Great skank yeah. and pickle cover of this song. Have you ever Ooh. heard that? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what words you just said. You, <laughs> you don't know skank and, skank and pickle? You know? No. Well, honestly, when I think of the of Devo, I think of the Aquabats, yeah. too. Like, right. it's got, like, a very, you know, <coughs> similar uh, type of vibe. And then the, uh, oh, maybe the only other thing I would throw in there is their cover of... Working in a coal mine. Oh, this is in a. <clears throat> Which is a good. This is a. This is cool, and I like. Have it. you guys? Have you seen Human Highway, Joe? I've not. You should see Human Highway. That's the Neil Young. It is, yeah. Right, so Neil Young. I know the story is that yeah. Neil Young, when he made a movie, when he directed a movie, he brought uh, Hidden Devo and they're part of it. Radioactive coal miners, like so, they're like nuclear waste miners, basically, and they're all glowing red. And this song, this like a version of this song is in it. Bougie Boy's in it. He's like the star of it, basically. That's really funny. It's so weird. Bougie Boy is Devo's like kind of mascot in a way. Oh, is he their boss? Iconic. In a way, yeah. He doesn't do any hype. He's just kind of there doing his own performance. Oh yeah, yeah. His like he's a little bit of an audience surrogate in a way. But then also oh, a representation some, of them. Does he like dance around or does he? He does not. Watch? No, he's just doing his own no. thing. Often in a crib, sticking a fork in a toaster. You know, he's wild. See, he's, that's he's the kind of thing. stuff that you could do to that song. Mm-hmm. Working right. in the coal mine, written by Alan Toussaint, an inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the non-performer category. Nice. Oh, and mostly it's like a songwriter. Uh, okay, so iconic songs, recognizable songs, more than you would think, I guess more is the than point you would think. of That's that category. And then the next category is commercial success. So, I mean, like we've talked about Whip It and that Freedom of Choice album, it was a monster success. 
And that song was a real big hit. Now, the rest of their career, they preferred to not be so popular because then the record company wouldn't bother them. You know? <laughs> yeah. They kind of. It's like flying under the radar a yeah. little bit. I think they were known as being like, especially to the record company, being very efficient and they would uh, deliver their music and it would do well, hit the mark that was expected, maybe do a little bit more, and that would be fine. They'd get to make another album because they're reliable. But then when Whip It happened, it became this hit, suddenly the mark has changed for what is expected of them. And then suddenly people are showing up in the studio representing the record label, and now they aren't quite as comfortable making the music that they like to make. Because they weren't going to change anything. Yeah, they weren't like, oh, we have to make I mean, another yeah. Whip It. That was never going to happen. Never. And the, the next song they had, I mean, one of the next songs they had after that album was a song called Through Being Cool. So as to say... Yeah, no, I, we were, we're cool for a little that. bit. We're yeah. done. <laughs> we're not going to do that. So, you know, they have they have commercial success. That's not a category. You know, they're not putting up Bon Jovi numbers, but they certainly aren't putting up big star numbers. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so... It, or like it's, even MC5 numbers. Or John right. Prine numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's something in, yeah. something in the middle. So People have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like most oh, people know what Devo is. Yeah. You know? Uh, longevity is the next category. Devo's peak, you know, uh, longevity doesn't obviously mean how long they've been around it's more about like how long were they relevant and how long were they kind of a part of the conversation and you know it's from 78 was are we not men and then i'd maybe take it through potentially to the mid 80s maybe creeping into the late 80s but that was about their run so less than a decade not terrible but, you know, longevity is a category where, like, a, an Aerosmith scores a lot of points because they, yeah, they span right. decades, you know. Yeah. That's not... They're dying on stage. That's what's happening. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna, exactly. He's going to die Devo, on that mic Devo has come back, you know, and they perform oh, yeah. every once in a while. And it kind of depends on your definition of longevity. Are mm-hmm. you touring and doing all the same shit? Okay. But Are you Devo a- is still influencing music. Yes. Right. It, it, it so that's the next category. Yeah. Next category okay. is oh, yeah. influence yeah, innovation, yeah. which is one Huge. of the most important categories. I think they blow that all the way out, you know. And it it grows with time. You know, you hear probably more bands that are influenced by Devo than you do that are like influenced by, say, Jefferson Airplane. Right. For yeah. example, I mean, who? Like, yes. What band right. would you I, ever not... hear say we're really influenced by Aerosmith and be t- you couldn't be taken seriously? Yeah, and mean not it. because yeah. Aerosmith mm-hmm. is bad. Like there are Aerosmith songs that I love. Like Crying is on a commercial now, and it like <laughs> takes me way back. Yeah. To, like, my Sweet Emotion. That's a great yeah. song. Not that one, but Sing Dream with on. It, Sing, but yeah, Dream, Dream on. on. Come on, yeah. man. Those yeah. are great fucking songs. Yeah, you can't deny that. It's them. also Aerosmith, and like yeah. if you said we're really influenced by Aerosmith, people would think you were like a cover band. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you say like you we're playing? really influenced by Devo, people will be like, really? Okay, all right. Like, you exactly. know, yeah. especially if you're holding like an acoustic guitar and you're like, we're really mm-hmm. influenced by Devo. People are going to be like, people be like, what, what is this going to be? About? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're playing country songs that you're exactly. playing country I'm covers you. It's not necessarily a famous cover, but on the B-Sides collection, Incesticide by Nirvana, mm-hmm. they cover a Devo song. They cover a song called Turnaround. Which is you wouldn't necessarily draw the line from Devo to Nirvana, but they were very influenced. And Dave Grohl on the nominating committee is the person who brought up Devo (laughs) at this year's meeting. There you go. (gasps) You know that for sure? Yes. 
How did you find this out? So when they were announcing the nominees. Why did I get so excited? I love it. You care so much. You're in. You are so You're deep. in. You're deep in. You're deep. I am very curious about what the meetings are like. Mm-hmm. So one of the nominating committee members, Alan Light, who's like a longtime journalist and with Rolling Stone in particular, went on some serious XM radio show to announce the nominees. And he gave a lot of insight. And that was he brought up that, yeah, it was Dave Grohl who pushed for Devo. Oh, uh, okay, next category. Does my mom know who they are? Absolutely. And yes. it's been brought up before. Oh, People yeah. know the my name mom. Devo. Does Mark or used to when she used to work at a bank as a bank teller? She used to do Mark Mother's Boss parents banking. So yes, my That's mom. Wow. But also, she's like a couple mother's years mother, than him. mother's boss mother. Yeah, yeah. The the mother mother mother's boss. Yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, like it's just funny because I I I am literally from the same place, not mm-hmm. the same neighborhood, but the same place. Yeah, it's so obvious to me that they came out of there. So we're gonna add a question here. Yes. We're Ooh. gonna. I mean, we're gonna. <gasps> oh great! Oh, this is a new. new so one. we're gonna go through our verdict. Great. Should Devo get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they get in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame? When? And then a new question: Will it be this year? Okay. So well, that's Chris, like a that's like uh, will be answered with when. Right, but it's they're up. Okay. This year, so will they get in? We'll start with Kristen. My answer is yes. Should they get in? Yes. <laughs> right. When? I don't think they're going to get in this year unless Grohl has just is out there, you know, working the phones, Canvassing. lighting it up. You know, <laughs> yeah. if he's like out there, he's got some influence. He's got some pull. I just think with the field of candidates this year, I don't know. It's possible. But I do think that they will get in within the next five years. That is my prediction. OK. I mean, I got to say, I fully agree with what you just said. <laughs> That's like pretty much my assessment. Yeah. I feel kind of 50 50 that they would get in first try or in five years. Like, it's either going to be first try or it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're like the zombies. I think they're going to be up and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, they should put them in. But it's just not going to happen. Which is why I feel like maybe the first time. Because they'd be like, oh, yeah, Devo, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I there's think kind it of a, twist that there's way. kind of a yeah. lar- lot of artists this year that are yeah. like that as well. Like, right. Oh, yeah, Roxy Music. Roxy <laughs> right. Music should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. exactly. Also, the Devo yeah. is like dying off, unfortunately. The, yeah, within the past yeah. few years, we, we've lost, lost a few members of Wait, really? Devo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The drummer, Alan Myers, and then mm-hmm. Bob Casal. That could work in their favor then. People would be like, we got to get a live show before well, they. I mean, like, I don't think if Maybe if they would have been nominated right after one of those guys died, but they were not okay so yeah. i mean this is like 2014 something like that joe what do you think i i gotta agree i mean like yeah. i yeah you guys i listen to that sometimes i get an expert it's a feeling and you've got it within the next within the next five years i think is is my assessment and it's very promising that they got on the ballot yeah uh and i think obviously they should and i think they will all right let's say they get inducted say they get inducted this year who inducts them who gives the speech Ooh. to induct them I think the aforementioned Neil Young is an interesting yeah, choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Because we know that he likes them. Yeah. I think a wild pick that I don't think the Hall would go for, but I think would be fun, would be Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. I think Weird Al Yankovic, his music, you know, and he he does a very good Devo pastiche called Dare to be Stupid that they always play live and they get into like these yellow, basically hazmat suits. <laughs> There's a mutual admiration, plus I think his music owes a little something to Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, How about Jimmy Carter? <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. How about Tommy Pickles? <laughs> yes! I'm here for it. Steve uh, Zissou. Wh- wh- uh, I mean, Wes Anderson is, yeah, is Wes not Anderson a, is a bad pick. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could see that. I mean, Grohly. Yeah, Grohl. Yeah. I mean, we know he's a fan mm-hmm. and he would love to do it. Devo also came up when Pearl Jam was inducted. Eddie Vedder just... He, oh, boy. He, and Eddie will great, induct yeah. anybody, <laughs> all right? He's like in the Hall of Fame of inductors. Yeah, he's right. inducted a lot he's of a people. He's a generous guy. Yeah. <laughs> so like... he's out there. But he, he, he they, they were checkmarked in Pearl Jam's uh, acceptance speech. One of those... Yeah. Name checked. I think those are great calls. Name checked. So we know who of the band would be inducted because they post that once someone's nominated. And it's Ooh. it's who you'd expect. It's the Casal brothers, Bob Any and Gerald. Snubs? It's the mother's Bob brothers, Mark, and another Bob, and then Alan Myers. Uh, no snubs, really. That's basically what That's the... That's too many Bobs in a band. You know what? I'm out. I don't think that Devo should get in. <laughs> oh, we got uh, two sets of brothers, one set of Bobs. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Sorry. Nope. So when an artist is inducted, they typically play three songs. Mm-hmm. What three songs do they play at the induction ceremony? They play the robot one. You think Jocko Homo? Yeah. That's an interesting... I could see them do a, a, doing a medley where they start off with Jocko Homo and go into something. Where they yeah. like psych you out. They You think they're going to just play that the whole mm-hmm. time. And then they... I mean, or, I would love it if they did not play with it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, and they're the type of band... I think Satisfaction is such a good choice because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's what I think would be great. If they start playing the beginning of Whip It and then they just play Jocko Jocko Homo. They psych psych people out. Yeah. (laughs) They seem like the type of band that wouldn't necessarily play Whip It. Or they play Whip It at Soundcheck and then they prank everybody at the thing. But I think, as you were saying, especially because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, playing I Can't Get No Satisfaction is like a really great choice. Totally. I think. Girl You Want is they gotta. It's the I, song I mean, like, I it's, want it's hard to pick to three, hear. you know? It is hard to pick three. I th- but I think Satisfaction's a, a good bet. I think Uncontrollable Urge yeah, is also definitely. Yeah, a yeah, good bet. Yeah, 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 And then if yeah. not Whip It, which is probably what I would predict for the third one, then maybe, I don't know, Gates of Steel. Yeah, Freedom of Choice. Freedom of Choice. <laughs> I guess my three would be Whip It, Uncontrollable Urge, and Satisfaction. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good that's trio. A good, that's the a girl you set. want coming in at fourth. Yeah, coming in sure. the fourth slot, and if they gets let cut them from four, broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. That was the remastered 2018 Devo episode with River Butcher. Not as much of a deep dive as we do now, but kind of fun to see how we used to do episodes, and I think still an entertaining conversation with some people who like talking about music. And isn't that what our show is and always has been? And listen, I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't listen to this episode because it's a rerun, essentially. So I want to thank you specifically, not only for listening, but making it all the way to the end. Look at that. You did it, and this is a little something extra special for you for making it all the way. Other people, they're not the real ones, but you're the real fans. And you know what? I appreciate that. So as always, you know you can follow us at RockHallPod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is our email. If you want Kristen to see that, you need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it to her, and she doesn't want to read it. So that's how that goes. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and while you're at it, rate and review us. Not only is it nice for us to see when people review us, but that five-star review, I say it a lot, but I'll reiterate it because I got a little extra time. It's not like we're going super long. Every five-star review we get, it just kind of puts us up a notch and it allows us to be seen by folks who maybe want to listen to a music history podcast, but they don't know about us. You know, we're still a relatively small show, but I think people who like music 
might want to listen to us. But I think a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast as a topic might scare people. But if it's suggested to them a lot, they might take a chance on it. And it only will be suggested to them if we get a lot of reviews that are five stars. So five stars only. Of course, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. And I'm going to have to do this by myself. That's kind of crazy. I feel weird doing it. I've never done it by myself. Maybe I can find... Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find the one from the Devo episode, and then I'm going to put it right here. Because otherwise, I think that would just be... That wouldn't be okay for me to do it by myself. So, I'm Joe Prezala. I'm Chris Stutter. And who cares? About the Rock Hall... It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.